Go ahead on set. Rolling. Action. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Encut and welcome back to another. I was literally about to say movie review. <sighs> we do too many of those. We do too many more. We reviews. have a really fun episode, I feel like. Today. We really do. Yeah. All of Caitlin's ideas. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, for admitting that it was my idea. I'll give you the credit. Thank you. Because I didn't grow up with this. You did. Okay. Correction. I did not grow <laughs> up with this. Uh, but I, in the new year, I want to do more episodes that are kind of more like a video essay. Yeah. An analysis on different parts of the film industry from made to TV, direct to DVD, pop culture, everything that is happening outside of what is just being released. Yeah. So if you enjoy this episode, definitely um, give us some feedback. Some ideas. Um, some ideas uh-huh. for any future episodes that you might want us um, and topics to talk about. That I mean, we'll talk, talk about, about this a little bit more in the mm-hmm. future, but 2024 is going to be a big things. change towards in a direction that mm-hmm. originally the podcast was supposed to be. Uh, not only movie reviews, but just like the broader experience of what it means to be a filmmaker and mm-hmm. what it is to be in the industry. Uh, so hopefully we're going to divert a little bit more into that direction. Not leaving behind the movie reviews. Of course, we'll still do movie reviews. Which we know people love. But we're going to diversify. Yes. So today, as we'll jump into it, we are talking about Hallmark. Mm. The She's made saying. fun of, atrocious... <laughs> movie channel that everybody on the internet makes fun of every time yes. this year comes around yet they watch it yet we eat those movies up we yep. as in my demographic in case you're wondering <laughs> um yeah hallmark movies i okay yes i did not grow up with them but i did stumble upon them on occasion because mm-hmm. i did grow up with cable as many people are free did. on tv channels um, yeah so but these are always TV, directed TV maids, you yeah. know, so they're not going to be in the theaters, hence why they kind a couple of have of a, them a cult go following. go to the theaters. They're not Hallmark made, but they're Hallmark-esque. And, and we'll get into what that means in case you don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but yeah, when was the first time you heard about Hallmark? Probably when I got here. Hmm. Yeah, I, I heard of Hallmark as a like a term, and then I started seeing the Hallmark greeting cards, and I'm like... Wait, I'm a little bit confused. Yeah. Yeah, I know. That can get confusing. Yeah. It, it took me a while to even realize that those were like the same mm-hmm. companies. And then I was told that they were Hallmark stores. Yeah. And then I was just like, what are these people doing with their life? <laughs> like, they're just trying to do everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I actually, I have a whole question how Hallmark movies became a thing that we'll mm. touch on in just a sec. I just want to go into a little bit of my history on Hallmark. Okay. Um, so I stumbled upon this movie called Christmas with Holly. Mm-hmm. Now, this movie is a movie that I demand to watch every single year. You quickly made, year. It, made me aware of the fact that this was going to be a thing. Yes. <laughs> the moment we started dating, I was like, I need to watch this movie. It's basically equivalent to how I need to watch Home Alone, Elf, Paul Blart Mall Cop mm-hmm. every single year. It has become that movie. If you don't know what Christmas with Holly is, it's based off this book um, called Christmas at Friday Harbor. And yes, I did read the book because I was that <laughs> 
immersed into it. Um, but it's this really adorable story of a, um, a guy whose sister passed away. So he is now the sole caretaker mm-hmm. of his niece. Um, but his niece, who's been, who's dealing with a lot of grief, she's only like six, seven years old, something like that. She um, no longer speaks. It's like a selective mutism mm-hmm. kind of thing. Kind of like PTSD. Um, exactly. Like trauma-related um, mutism. And so he decides, you know, we're going to move back to where he's from and where like him and her mom grew up on Friday Harbor, which is um, right off of Seattle, Washington. It's like an island. Mm-hmm. It's a real place. And um, that's when he ends up meeting this girl, Maggie, who um, previously was left at the altar by who she thought was her true love and decides she's going to rebuild her life and make a toy store on this itty bitty little mm-hmm. island and open it up during Black Friday weekend. Little girl, toy store, their paths collide, and it is the cutest Mind story. You, the guy has a girlfriend. We don't talk about that girlfriend. <laughs> Either way, I eat that story up every time. Every time I see it, there's just something about it that draws me back in. Mm-hmm. And that is what I wanted to try to get to the bottom of today. How are these movies still being made? Where did this all start mm-hmm. and come from? Because they've been around for like as long as we've been alive. I really um, like the movie, actually. You liked Christmas, Christmas with Holly? Movie, yeah. It's free on YouTube. About, you didn't hear that Not the best me. quality. Not the best quality at all. <laughs> but yeah, so let's get into how Hallmark became the Hallmark Channel. Because the history of it is a little interesting. There's like a lot of okay. roller coastery bumps along the way. And if you see me looking down, it's, I'm looking at my notes because I'm a prepared working gal today. It's a gal that is prepared. I'm a gal on the go. <laughs> so Hallmark, uh, the greeting card company is what we're going to talk about first. Okay. So Hallmark uh, became a thing in 1910 with this um, teenager named Joyce Clyde Hall. He started selling some printed postcards. Oh, Hallmark. You see where it's going, yeah. So um, he was like a pretty successful businessman, it seems. So in 1914, his brother joined him and they formed like the Hall Brothers Company. It was Mm. not Mark. I don't know his name. (laughs) I don't remember his name, but Hall Brothers was their greeting card company. I keep touching the mic. I'm so sorry. Um, So in 1928 is when they officially went by Hallmark. I don't know why hmm. Mark necessarily was added, but it's not because there's someone named Mark on the team. Uh-huh. Um, but that's when they were going by that. And that's also when they got their logo was in that mm-hmm. year because they got more notoriety, especially because they did a lot of cards for World War One and World War Two. Mm. Like they kind of got notoriety. And um, the term Hallmark Holiday uh, became came into public vocabulary around that time as well um, because of the popularity of the greeting cards. So it wasn't until 1951 that um, Joyce Hall began wanting to go into television. Uh, obviously, this was like when TV was becoming popular. Mm-hmm. So I think he kind of saw an in as a way to expand the company. Kind of like how we want to expand the podcast. So originally... All of the television that they took part in was sponsoring TV-made productions. 
whether that be of a Broadway play, original films that they wrote, operas, or um, like literary adaptations. Mm -hmm. It's like a variety of that. And so they continue this for a while. They then developed Crown Media, um, which was founded in 1991, their own little media company thing attached to Hallmark, so it was separate from the greeting card company. And then they also brought in this religious network that was titled Odyssey in 2001. So they kind of combined wow. it into one massive Hallmark channel. Um, and so it was, they, they bought out? I believe so, okay. yeah. They um, kind of took it in, and then they fully took it over by 2001. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the channel from that point on, did a lot of original films that all had kind of like a family entertainment Mm -hmm. focus. They did have like some mysteries stuff in there, some obviously like romance, literary adaptation stuff. Yeah, because Hallmark Um, also makes like non-holiday movies. Yeah, they do have like Hallmark mysteries and whatnot. That's a whole Mm -hmm. other section. Obviously not as popular, but um, they did that as well. So... As we go into Christmas, though, um, here's kind of where that all started. I started with one movie okay. that kind of sealed it in for them. So this this one article from The New Yorker was talking about how like popular movies at the time, like Home Alone, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Love Actually, The Holiday, like those were all like in theaters. Yeah. Um, so TV just like wasn't seen as like the place to watch them mm-hmm. unless it was potentially like a really old movie. Um, that went through theaters, then maybe DVD. Exactly, then, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, like Rebet Rudolph, uh, How Santa Claus Came to Town, mm-hmm. those like 60s cartoons, they probably were already on TV. Yeah. But those are for the kids. You're not going to get a new movie exactly. straight to the All TV. the newer movies were in the theaters, which made sense. Theater is mm-hmm. still booming. They still do that. Um, but then they made their first Christmas movie called The Christmas Card. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the script, because they make cards. Um, I know, isn't that kind of funny? <laughs> so the script uh, for Hallmark Channel's first major Christmas movie was completed in 1999, and that was before the network was operational. So once the network mm. became operational, they then sort of green-lighted so it. It was already um, on the works, and it was in their heads Exactly, a while that back. they wanted to get it done. Um, it was apparently an immediate hit. It broke um, huh. records when it aired, and that is still... Like, they, they still show that, mm-hmm. like, year after year because of how popular it is. I've never watched um, them. Definitely, take a look. definitely, yeah. So, they, uh, after the Christmas card, they kind of saw that, like, this worked really well. Maybe there's mm-hmm. an in for Christmas-related content um, that, you know, you can work into. So, um, this this article continues saying that that the CEO and president of Crown Media, Bill Abbott, transformed Hallmark into a Christmas movie making machine. <laughs> the secret, a family friendly formula that's so precise and G rated that the Christmas card wouldn't get made today. Um, and in case you're wondering, um, Christmas card has mentions war, has a male protagonist, male character as its protagonist, which are both two no nos. And I'll go into the formula for Hallmark movies, oh. but. Yeah, um, Hamburg movies are nice and fluffy and kind of female-centered <laughs> for a reason. Um, but from 2009 on, it's aired over 300 Christmas movies. Um, and there's been a sprinkling of Hanukkah-related movies, but mm-hmm. not as much. Uh, and then in 2015, Crown Media became its 
own official production company. Mm -hmm. So they were able to take charge of every aspect of the development process for the films from the script writing to locations, post-production, all of that is now through their own company. They don't have to outsource. Mm -hmm. Um, And also they... They should have kept um, outsourcing. I don't know. I don't know if that would have helped. Um, uh, The channel itself has also hired some like well-known faces mm-hmm. in media um candace cameron burr was in full house she's mm-hmm. been in a lot um chad michael murray who i just discovered was in a homework <laughs> movie um is in gilmore girls yeah. um so a lot of those like teen uh, in the early 2000s stars were in movies that yeah. has like carried along so that i don't know how generation. big of a relation mm-hmm. it has but i mean in our personal tv we actually have this one channel set to be playing christmas movies all day long mm-hmm. it's just called movie hop channel i don't know if it's hallmark movies or just hallmark-esque movies but i'm gonna say a little bit of both yeah <laughs> you know but it definitely it's like faces that you recognize but mm-hmm. you don't know from where yeah it shows a lot of that or mm-hmm. like faces that maybe were not famous but became famous or mm-hmm. were like famous when kids but now that they're adults they don't really have a lot of fame so right. they go into Hallmark. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's there's just so many. There's an like an insane amount. If I could try to put all of the movies they ever made into mm-hmm. like a graphic, I don't think they would fit. <laughs> um, there's just like a ginormous amount. And what's crazy is that they're still popular, even yeah. though cable like popularity has been declining that's kind of the the segment i'm going into next is like are they even popular Mm -hmm. anymore um so it hallmark like itself uh, routinely places um in the top 20 and sometimes even the top 10 among like all cable channels in its demographics Mm -hmm. and its demographic is mainly targeted women ages 18 to 54 i'll say that they they break (laughs) it into 25 and 54 and 18 to 49 but either way it's one of the top mm-hmm. rated channels. Um, and fun fact, it is then immediately vaulted into first place by November. Wow. <laughs> um, and it maintains that through December. So Hallmark is the Mariah um, Carey of movies. Yes, 100%. Um, and so in 2016, the opening weekend of the channel's annual Christmas Palooza, as they called it, <laughs> drew 15.2 million unique viewers. Wow. But in 2017, it pulled 17.6 million unique viewers as a 16% increase. They have a streaming platform now that probably yeah. skyrocketed even more uh-huh. with everybody having to stay home. Um, overall, during the Christmas season... According to Forbes, more than 80 million people watch at least a few minutes of a Hallmark movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and most weeks in November and December, Hallmark ranks number one among the advertiser-friendly demographics as well. Mm. Uh, so it's all safe. Nice. <laughs> yeah, Fluttery. not rated R. Definitely There's not There's nothing rated R on the Hallmark channel. Um, that also means that the channel can charge premium pricing for their advertising. Mm-hmm. Um because they want it to specifically connect to their in-demand audience. Um, so previous estimates have found that Hallmark Channel generates a third of its annual revenue just from Christmas movies. That equates to more than $350 million. That's amazing. I know. <laughs> For what I what seems to be cheaply made movies. Oh, and these are cheaply made. Yeah. I'll go into the numbers, but they are hey, cheaply made. Hey, do you have five made. bucks to make a movie really quick? <laughs> yeah, literally. 
And obviously, like like we said, they play these movies every day, all day. On repeat. Since I mean, 2011, from late October to January, Hallmark has broadcast Christmas movies nearly 24 hours a day, seven days mm-hmm. a week. I mean, on this channel that we have, mm-hmm. we found the same movie playing like three different days in a row. Yeah. That tells me that it's not Hallmark because they would have had yeah, a larger category. But that's a they lot did, of free play. similar every day different movie yeah um it's also funny enough hallmark continues this like this specific programming throughout the year so it's not just like the christmas season Mm -hmm. that they do like this hyper specific programming for they have movies for each season that we go into um so vox.com was talking about how the Christmas Chime strategy is gradually colonizing the rest of its calendar from its winter fest in January to its countdown to Valentine's Day in February to its harvest festival month in the fall. Um, and they also continue on saying that few TV networks program to the change of the seasons like Hallmark does. And it's part of the network's contradictory appeal. Turn it on and you'll find something that feels vaguely timeless in that mm. it probably could have been made in the 1940s, but also applicable to whatever time of year it is right now, which I think is pretty funny. So you don't have to be searching around like best blank movies for no, this time No, just turn on the Hallmark channel and, and the come UV, February. Right there thousands of romance movies weirdly enough i don't know what movies this applies to but the hallmark channel has won over 80 emmys what i know i never associate hallmark with good movies i mean like <laughs> christmas with holly is a decently well-made movie and compared to other hallmark compared movies, to other hallmark movies. <laughs> i think it has a shot at stuff yeah but i don't know i really don't know Huh. It really makes me want to dive into the, the world of Hallmark. Am I converting him? Oh my god, okay. No, I'm just curious. So, now we get into the big question. How can they afford to make so many movies? They make hundreds of movies, and they're going to keep making mm-hmm. more. How do they have the time, the patience, the energy, the wallet? I know they make a lot of money. We've already established yep. that. But how are they making so many movies without going bankrupt? Because if one movie's bad, mm-hmm. as we know, how are they still making such good profits at the end of the day? Because, I mean, the way I see it is mm-hmm. that only older people buy Christmas cards, say Hallmark mm-hmm. cards. And Hallmark movies seem to be for also just an older demographic. I know. But based on what you were saying, it isn't. It's just There's the illusion of it. There's something addicting about it. The illusion. Yeah. I'll go into that. They specifically market their movies for that illusion. Mm. I'll go into that. So, Bustle.com was talking about how Hallmark movies are birthed. Um, they, they say, quote, Many Hallmark movies are birthed by producers sitting in a conference room, spitballing catchy movie titles, <laughs> and then working backward to shape a plot line around the title. Oh this is an industry God. source who were asked to remain anonymous. If they come up with a title they liked, say, Christmas on the Rocks, for example. They'd send me a to surf the web for a family who rock climbs every Christmas or a rock star who falls in love with a caroler anything it was like writing a punchline before the joke certainly not organic but it got them where they needed to go you know what this is what elf the movie where they're trying to figure out the next big children's book 
in their meeting, and they're just yes. like, "Listen, how about the farm?" A tribe of asparagus children <laughs> who's concerned about how their pee smells. <laughs> this is literally that how is elf. how they do, do you that. Think that's a, a like a pun. I don't think that they necessarily no. related it back to Hallmark. Oh my goodness, that's insane. But that is how they do it. Insert scene. <laughs> if A24 or Universal or any of these other actual organizations did that, mm -hmm. that would not work. These movies are incredibly quick. Um, they, according to... <laughs> I don't remember what this link is called. I'll put it somewhere. Uh, it's a magazine that was talking about Hallmark movies and they said that the pitch from the pitch of when the film is 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 asked to producers and whatnot to when the final film is delivered mm -hmm. three months wow yeah they hyper operate a regular movie does takes longer than that it's too. a year for a regular movie yeah three months for a Hallmark movie they operate on like a micro budget um they're always filmed in Canada I'll specify mm. that um, they can go on micro budgets from like less than a million to maybe two million, mm. which apparently is like barely anything in the TV world. Yeah. Um, and that also allows some of the production companies to go under the union radar so they can keep because all their crew low costs low. Mm -hmm. And then also any tax credits that they have by filming in Canada takes even more like money that they would have to spend yeah. off. Um Worst case scenario, they're breaking even. Best case scenario, you make enough money to make something else with a creative risk. And um, they go on to say in the article, if you want a green light, don't get too crazy. Um, the reason they all look and sound the same is because the network is involved and they know their main audience is Midwest Christians. <laughs> Netflix did Let It Snow this um, the year that this article came out. It's interracial interracial lgbtq beautifully shot and a prime example of a hallmark style movie that would never make it onto hallmark mm. um so you know we need to fit the parameters because the higher-ups are combing through yeah. everything um they go on to talk about that you have about three to four weeks to get the script ready to shoot and streamline all the costs you're basically working long hours to figure yeah. out everything. Um, writers bring out a script, and then producers go through it with a fine-tooth comb to cut out any potentially expensive locations or unnecessary characters. Mm -hmm. They cut out children and animals whenever possible because they're, quote-unquote, too expensive. And non difficult to work with. Yeah, potentially, yeah. Take more time. Non-essentials like music licensing, stand-ins, or catering trucks typically don't make it into the final budget. The goal is to keep costs under a million, a micro-budget that allows you to hire a non-union crew. Because it's a shoestring script, you'll be able to have a crew size to 15 or 20 people. Mm -hmm. And um, they're not paying competitive rates. Uh, so, for instance, they gave the example of like a camera guy might make $100 a day at a union shoot, while on a Hallmark set, you only get 600 a day. So you have to get people that are willing to work for Wait, you less. said 100 a day. 600 a day. For the, the union shoot. 800 a day for the union oh, okay. shoot, 600 a day for a Hallmark shoot. Mm -hmm. So it's not like it's something that you want to pursue to make quick, rapid movies because you're making less money. Yeah. As a filmmaker, it's not like mm -hmm. you definitely want to go that way. I mean, if you just want to get your foot in the door and be a camera person when you're very young, could do. you could do that. But if you've been in the industry for a while, I don't think you're going to yeah. rush to join a Hallmark Because you're also set. not going to be asked a lot of um, 
experience and, and, and tech exactly smarts another thing with that though is that it's because they they have like that particular budget they end up just having the same crew for every movie yeah um go from one shoot to another with only key positions like director producer and location manager ever changing Hmm. um and then if you want the full tax credit in canada you can only hire canadian actors which is why you see all like all the same people in the (laughs) film same films because um, no matter how big Canada is, there's only so many people. Exactly. Apparently, uh, one Vancouver-based actor that they're going to call Derek um, said that it's common for actors to shoot six Hallmark-style movies a year, hmm. which is so six much dialogue. I know. Top talent gets paid an average of $900 a day, but sometimes big names will sign on because easy work. Two weeks, no reshoots, minimal pressure. That's so true. They get less, but it's no biggie, and I think to add to their resume, that sort of thing. Uh, they will typically, actors will typically receive scripts for an audition, get cast, and be fitted for a wardrobe all within two weeks, Mm -hmm. um, which is insane. Shooting is typically scheduled for a 15, 15 day run with little wiggle room for overtime. That's what they said. Can you imagine? Literally. Can you You imagine? You have no time to write it. You have no time (sighs) to shoot it. You probably have no time to edit it. You are working 12 hours a day no for 15 days straight. I think I would lose my mind. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that they're going to try to like work for right up to 12. Because they need every time something goes wrong. Yeah. You know, you don't want to push it to tomorrow because tomorrow you have an extremely strict schedule. You don't want to do a reshoot. Pressure, yeah. If something goes wrong, we just fix mm-hmm. it in post. Or just cut it out <laughs> yeah um yeah that's like insane and something that you also have to know is that you can't film every christmas movie in the christmas time because that's yeah. when you're premiering all these films so all these films are filmed in the summer um so though these movies usually lack the resources to truly fake a winter wonderland goes on to say that snow is expensive and only once per movie will you actually see it snowing mm-hmm. which i did realize a lot of the movies it's just it's just a white background <laughs> um usually they use a soft focus lens so you don't notice it's just white blankets on the grass oh my goodness. <laughs> unlike union shows the crew can't count on overtime every day is a race to finish within 12 hours there is no director's cut three-hour alternative edits here mm-hmm. producers get paid on delivery because there's an incentive to deliver quickly so that financing costs don't skyrocket, even though there still may be a few months till the release date itself. They make so much movie. Why are they so cheap? I don't know. It's not like they're mov- making this much money because they're cheap. Yeah. I think if they came out with good quality, they will make even more. This is like the fast fashion of filmmaking, I feel like. Yeah. It's just that <laughs> fast fashion, as much as bad quality you can get mm-hmm. it's so pretty looking sometimes hey you haven't seen all these hallmark movies some of them are good looking you, really yeah yeah i did not grow up with hallmark movies so i like they were in a thing in colombia we just had good movies and bad movies but you didn't have mm-hmm. hallmark movies per se yeah um i just really need to take a look because for the ones that i seen i mean um christmas holly Mm-hmm. Good story. I like the movie. It's not beautiful. It's a movie. Then again, I've always shown you the bootleg version, so maybe <laughs> we should watch the real one. I, I've seen it. I've yeah. seen it. Ooh. 
yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe you want to do a little bit of a deep dive into just some beautiful looking um, Hallmark movies. I think it's the knockoff Hallmarks that might ruin its reputation. That's true, because yeah. many times you start thinking Hallmark-esque, like I'm mm-hmm. doing right now, and you think of Movie Hub. Or yeah. all of these other channels that are trying to replicate it with even but less money, right. even less time, yeah. even worse actors. Mm-hmm. So it might be the reputation that maybe everyone's like, oh, that's a whole mm-hmm. movie. Come on. So one more thing I want to add about how these movies are made. Um, something that I noticed when watching them is that they are dialogue heavy. Yes. And obviously, I know that has a lot to do with how they don't want to move from location to location mm-hmm. with a lot of action that takes way more time there isn't a lot of room um, for interpretation exactly it's very straightforward this is the conversation that they're having um and so i i did some more research on how actors felt <laughs> did a lot of research um no i just so, i just getting reminded of like hey this is me, Mark, from high school. How are you doing with your new job? Oh, hi, Mark. Doing accounting <laughs> in this specific place. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark, from high school. Oh, hi, Mark. I haven't seen you since prom day this year. Please understand where that comes from. Please, <laughs> we can put in a graphic. Um, but yeah, actors obviously need to memorize hundreds of lines mm-hmm. especially if they're doing these movies a lot um they would shoot about eight to eleven pages of script each day oh, that's so much which time. is so much dialogue <laughs> the poor script supervisors I know. they're hurting they're trying to mark down what lines they missed um and then obviously because they're filming in the summer they have to produce these performances while surrounded in fake snow with heavy winter coats mm-hmm. on and scarves when they are just drenched in sweat and that just sounds like torture and this really really comes to show how much dialogue there really is mm-hmm. because in a regular movie since there isn't so much dialogue but there is a lot of like action mm-hmm. and and descriptions within the the script one page of script is equivalent to more or less a pay a, a minute a minute yeah uh, so if you're shooting 10 say 10 um pages a day for 15 days that's a lot more minutes than the final movie is Mm -hmm. supposedly with a regular script but since there's so much text you get through text actually quicker Mm -hmm. on the script so each page might actually be equivalent to 30 seconds yeah which is quite insane Mm -hmm. that just comes to show how much text there is because the movies are not particularly long no they're short and sweet i don't think i've ever even seen one that's like two hours yeah exactly you know so elephant in the room why are hallmark movies all the same there is a formula and um maybe we can make I can one go into it. i think that's a good challenge Ooh. we should I mean, make a hallmark 15 movie. days with i mean we don't have a million but let's be honest you can make it with a hundred yes you can make this with chat gpt as your script writer yeah. <laughs> We'll, we'll do it. We'll let you know if Coming we do soon. It. Coming soon. <laughs> um, so, as far as as these projects go, the, the networks accept, like, so, so they put Lifetime and Hallmark. And Lifetime is like, is like Hallmark, but I've seen more diverse actors. Okay. Like, Hallmark is white, Lifetime is more mixed if mm-hmm. that makes sense 
Um, so, but both of them kind of have that similar made for TV original films vibe. Um, so they, they often like accept ideas from several different writers and that's like who you're pitching to. And so when you're hired, you have about six weeks if you're lucky Mm -hmm. to write your script. So that's why you kind of go through a process, um, a formula. It's almost down to like the minute Mm -hmm. um, of what's happening. So first off, Hallmark executives go through and get cut out any heavy drinking, no acting drunk, drugs, Mm -hmm. no nudity, explicit sex, no swearing, fighting, or any actual like fist-to-fist contact, Um, whether that be conflict or anything spicy. I think the only thing that could be close to that is a kiss. And I mean mm. a kiss. I don't you think I've ever seen kiss. anything more. Yeah. The kiss is usually at the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, divorce is discouraged. Widowhood is preferred if a partner has to be dispensed <laughs> of. Um, and so they just, they, they go on to say that like, you, know, you wouldn't want to see those things in a Christmas movie. Which is funny that Christmas with Holly has widowhood. Well, no, because it's a sister that died. Yeah. There is actually someone Single fatherhood. Leaving the girlfriend. And being left at the altar. Mm-hmm. Being yeah. cheated on. Mm-hmm. But it's all a little different. A little, it's all a little fluffy. It's all shown to be like, oh. It is not really shown. Exactly. It's You, you more see how people react to it. Yeah. Um, it has, this, the story has to make you feel good and uplifting. And it mm-hmm. has to take you to a magical place. Make you feel safe. So the formula is it begins with like a certain type of protagonist usually a beautiful career woman with a heart of gold meeting a nice man just just a nice man. so a city girl with a town boy oh yeah around the 18 minute mark the first commercial break there is an almost kiss <gasps> and by the halfway point there's a christmas related debacle no. <laughs> by the end the couple ends up under the, the mistletoe or near a christmas tree and they share one tender kiss <laughs> before living happily ever after that is the formula that is the step-by-step guide on how to make a home movie <laughs> almost kiss debacle kiss at the end credits roll it's perfect um, they tend to center on independent women with interesting jobs, whether that be a novelist, a chocolatier, a lawyer who lost the true meaning of Christmas, um, an appealing... Oh, wants to have her own farm. Exactly. <laughs> and then you match that with an appealing romantic prospect. Mind you... The male. I, I need to say this. I need to say this. Okay. I don't know if you know if any of you read romance novels. I'm speaking directly to you guys right now. <laughs> Enemies... Two Lovers is, I think, the most popular romance book genre yes. subtype of all time. Tell me why every male love interest in the Hallmark movie is just nice. They're not enemies. He's a golden retriever. The only issue is her. It's always her. It's always her that's the issue. <laughs> that's why I'm annoyed at some of these. Because the guy is just... I'm a prince. What do you want from me? I'm a fireman. I have to save lives and you're demanding attention like from the, me. We're in this together. Exactly. We're not against each other. It's like he's in love with her, but 
he's but she has almost issues. thoughtless and she just needs to fix it like that's like what i get I love a lot. you but the mail i'm gonna lose the mail christmas at windmill way <laughs> <laughs> so yeah literally all of the romantic lovers who are always male by the way um just always are appealing and romantic and lovey-dovey mm-hmm. and very you have rarely to also fall in love with them yeah very rarely a villain because they have all these redeeming characteristics that yeah. just make up for any red flag you might see um so obviously programming is seasonal as the year progresses the characters will always pair up either in a winter wonderland mm-hmm. a valentine's day chocolate making contest Firework celebrations, a pumpkin patch, a Christmas party. The familiarity of these films is essential to their success. Hallmark screenplays have nine acts, each of which hits specific plot points. A meet cute in act one before the first commercial, and almost kiss in act eight. Mm-hmm. You just go through the flow. I think more often than um, not, this is the kind of movie that when you walk around in your life, mm-hmm. you're like, I feel like my life is a movie right now. Mm. More often than not, it's a Hallmark movie. Yeah, your Hallmark like movie Like you're moments. sitting, like the motorcycle guy at the at the <laughs> Barnes & Noble just looking at books and a girl appears. Hey, are you looking for a book in specific? <gasps> a book in specific? Specific book. There you go. That's <laughs> a better way to say that. So uh, they also have a checklist for Christmas-related things that need to be shown mm. or that could be shown to also keep up the uh, thing that it is Christmas. Um, so whether that be uh, wrapping presents, getting a Christmas mm-hmm. tree, baking cookies, always the getting warm Christmas and tree. fuzzy holiday feelings, hot um, cocoa, posing on FaceTime like this, being like, "Hi, I just hung up the tree." I literally <laughs> saw that in this christmas prince movie the other day on mm-hmm. the movie hub oh we gotta stop playing that channel <laughs> i'm gonna memorize this i want to see what they're gonna play in february i know so they they really the movies really strike a balance between realism and something that's more idealized yeah um it's like a paradox i guess um of the channel is that the artificiality of its content which offers predictable pleasures the almost kiss interrupted by a fringing phone or a bleeding goat the ubiquitous baking contest is often delivered alongside with surprising yet realistic performances unlike modern rom-coms hallmark plots which almost always feature romance even alongside the murder investigations mm-hmm. are driven not by arc concepts hijinks or a panic about being single but by what um, someone describes as a voyage of self-discovery. Protagonists are often motivated by their goals as much as by love. The actor Anna Van Hooft specializes in playing Hallmark villains. Hmm. A bride-to-be who buys a wedding dress that was on hold for someone else. A murderer. Dun, dun, dun. Even the villains tend to have their eyes on their goals, but not on the people around them, she said. For example, the marriage, but not the man. Um, Hallmark movies also have been overwhelmingly white, cis, straight, and vaguely Christian. But I saw the CEO say plenty of times that they try to keep their films, quote-unquote, apolitical. Yeah. So you're never going to see them really talking about anything more than just, it's Christmas and we're in love. <laughs> That's it. They're you not really going to delve into that. So we just finished watching Love Actually, another mm. Christmas classic. And I think the different plot lines, the mm-hmm. different storylines in Love Actually, is what Hallmark movies could be if there yeah. wasn't so much, rest- so many restrictions. Yeah, 
Honestly. Yeah. If there if there weren't trying to go for again the midwestern white woman mm-hmm. audience, Christian woman audience, then they could have a lot more fun. Cuz you can get the cheating husband, you can get the relationship that didn't work out. But again, they want you to feel good. They don't want yeah. you to ever feel bad. They want to leave all the realism for your real life. Yeah. They're selling an escape. I actually just heard of a book that I actually want to read now. Um, unprompted shout out to this person, but this person on TikTok wrote a book in which she was like, what if Hallmark, like a company like Hallmark, sold tickets to like a land in which you could go visit oh. and have your own Hallmark journey? And um, her friend, the main character's friend, wins two tickets. So they go together and try to live their Hallmark reality while also trying to figure out is this real or is everybody just a paid uh-huh. actor because it oh, feels really be real amazing. i if i find what that book looks like i'm gonna put it in the video make a hallmark cozy movie theater yeah mm-hmm. with like blankets and warm hot cocoa exactly. yeah so i guess this is kind of where the slight controversies also come in because i mean there's there's plenty of christmas mm-hmm. movies i think now there's too many to choose from yeah there's too many to choose from but i think with hallmark in particular because they try to stick to that one audience they're not going to be as diverse so they're Mm -hmm. gonna have a few hanukkah related movies i have not heard of any plot that involves anyone who's lgbtq Mm -hmm. at all um they had a few (laughs) movies in which the protagonist is not white Mm -hmm. but not many um and honestly in a lot of the movies that i have seen there's just no non-white people at all yeah every person in the movie is white um and yeah it's it's just primarily straight white conservative undertones i guess you can say because like i said they don't show anything explicitly um it's not conservative in the political sense it's it's conservative in the lifestyle sense yeah it definitely gives off small town you never left after you graduated high school you're going to the baking show trying to save the farm you're saving the farm you're running for mayor you're coming back to your family you're milking the cows in the morning it's that vibe Mm -hmm. i don't think it's ever going to really deviate unless it's the upscale businesswoman moving to a small place. <laughs> it's never um, the farm guy moves into the city with the girl. Exactly. Definitely not. I've never heard of that. Um, so, yeah. It, apparently in 2020, 25% of Hallmark movies featured diversity in some way, mm. which apparently is a vast improvement. Um, there was even a movie released last year. Uh, I think that was, this article was posted in 2021 when they said this. Um, but it showed a woman taking a large sip of red wine. Scandalous. <gasps> no. Drinking. Um, no. So, yeah, I mean. I think all in all, Hallmark yeah. movies are a Christmas staple that you can decide to ignore or not. Mm-hmm. But I think as far as it goes to the movie industry, there isn't a lot of actual like meat production in it. Yeah. There isn't a lot of juice in their movies. But it's still something I personally will consume. Mm-hmm. It's weird. They're like the plots are so weird They're, that you want to know what happens. Yeah, it's easily, easily 
digestible digestible and they're always so feel good that you don't you don't feel like like, (laughs) it's like if you want to feel some jolliness but you're not trying to go through the motions if you're not trying to feel sad at all yeah watch a hallmark movie if you want to laugh at how cringy it is (laughs) you watch a hallmark movie like all in all simple facts i mean imagine watching a hallmark movie after many drinks with your friends on christmas day Mm -hmm. that sounds hilarious i need to do that you just gave me a great thing to do (laughs) with some girlfriends hallmark movies also are just the perfect movie even if you've never Mm -hmm. seen it to play it in the background and do something else yeah you're not gonna miss anything at Mm -hmm. all when you come back to the tv it's still gonna be the same plot and you're gonna know what's happened i'm just still so curious like how how they're doing it it seems crazy because like i like i said in an hour age range they're so ridiculous that they're a meme and i feel like people are going to continue like watching them for the meme meme. factor not because they they are impressed by the idealistic nature of the film but then again romance is the number one Mm. book genre like I think just across the board. It might just be for women, but I think it's also across the board. Yeah. It is the most sold book genre out of all of them. There's something about love stories that we so eat up as human beings. Especially and, when they're not disheartening. Yeah, especially when they end on a happily ever after. Everybody likes a happily ever after. Yeah. You know? And obviously, like, like you can wish that there was some diversity in the storylines. Maybe a little something more fun you can only mm-hmm. go off the small town vibe so long <laughs> apparently they're actually running out of places to yes. film in vancouver because they've used almost every single small town that exists there i mean love him or hate him hallmark mm-hmm. is successful and it's gonna continue to be successful especially now that they're streaming everything like they're mm-hmm. gonna keep making money i don't think that train's ever gonna end so you should try to enjoy him i mean yeah. know that if you're watching a hallmark movie you're not getting necessarily a good movie but I thought we knew that when we yeah. put it on. <laughs> Anyways, that is our episode for today. Let us know what your thoughts are. We definitely had a lot of fun doing this deep dive. <laughs> I really loved it. I had no idea what I was coming into. Kaylin was just saying, <laughs> I'm doing some research for the Hallmark episode. You have to react to it. <laughs> but I'm pleasantly surprised. There was a lot I'm of work glad. put behind this. Yes, definitely. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being here with us one more time. Uh, today is the day before christmas eve so christmas eve's eve oh hold on <laughs> specify we're filming this at midnight technically on well Saturday i'm saying morning. the day we're posting i guess this, ep- this episode comes out christmas eve's eve fine 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 fine, fine. so obviously be on the lookout <laughs> christmas eve is tomorrow christmas day is the day after there might be a little something something be being posted uh, but till then you can follow us on Instagram as Encot the Podcast. You can follow our YouTube channel if you're listening to it right now as That Film Couple. You can also find us with the same username on TikTok as That Film Couple. We post some good stuff in there. You'll find some clips from podcasts, clips from our live and vlogs and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you can also find us on Twitch now, actually, as Sebas Parra 1K. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Instagram as Sebi.mp4. And you can find me at caitlin.mp4. Am I missing anything? 
think that was everything. I think that was everything. All bases covered. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here one more week, and we'll see you in the next one. And, and cut. cut.